Welcome to Seize Your Midlife, the podcast exclusively for midlife women. I'm your host, Bree Schumacher. We are going to dive into all the things from health and hormones to beauty and wellness. We'll be asking the question, what's my midlife purpose? And what am I going to do with the rest of my life? We'll also be interviewing women who've taken leaps or made U-turns in midlife. This conversation is going to be engaging, sometimes educational, a little bit funny, and always real. It is my sincere hope that you find your midlife purpose and lead your most fulfilling life. So join us on this journey to seize your midlife. Let's go. You're so vain. I bet you think this song is about you, don't you? Oh my gosh. Have you guys run away from my bad singing? LOL. Well, I am starting today's episode with that song because it is the anthem for this episode. You're so vain. Welcome, friends, to another episode of Seize Your Midlife. I am so glad you are here. So my mom used to sing that song as she drove me to preschool. And I would sit on the bump, that's what she called it, the center console, because, you know, 70s, nobody had boosters or sat in the back seat. I mean, we didn't even really wear seatbelts. Am I right? Anyways, my mom is somebody that has grown old gracefully. She doesn't color her hair anymore. She doesn't do anything to her face. And she doesn't seem all that bothered by getting old. I mean, I'm not even sure my mom is on the sunscreen bandwagon yet. But there are two things that my mom said to me years ago that have sprung back up in my memory as of late. And the first one is... There will be a day when the way you feel in the inside no longer matches the way you look on the outside. And the second thing she said was, the way you feel is that you still can stop traffic, but you can't. Ugh, I can relate. I remember the first time that someone called me ma'am. And I don't mean the southern ma'am. I mean the northern ma'am. The man that you reserve for your elders, for people you think are old. They were like, whatever, whatever, ma'am. And I was like, wait, surely you are not talking about me. I am not a ma'am. And the truth is still to this day, at 46, when I am solidly a ma'am, when my kids, because I live in the South now and everyone says ma'am, when my kids' friends call me ma'am, I'm still like a little taken aback. Like, what? Ma'am? Because I am from the North, and if you are from the North, you can relate to the, like, insults that it feels to be called ma'am. I am officially (sighs) ma'am. When I was still in my 30s, a girlfriend and I were getting off of our boat to go to this outside bar. And my friend had her hair in pigtails, and she was wearing, like, a little jean skirt. And I think I mentioned to you guys before that I'm really short. I'm 4'11 on a good day. 
in an exaggerated day, probably. But anyways, I'm sure from far away, we looked really young, right? And so we go sauntering over the deck to go up to get a drink. And the bartender sees us from far away. And he's like, hey, I'm going to need to see some IDs. So we get out our IDs, we get up to the counter, and he takes one look at us and he's like, oh, no, 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 you're good. And we're like, oh my God. I mean, really, dude, you couldn't have just continued to card us? Did you really just want to make us feel that bad? But also the way that he was like, whoa, I think that's how I have felt about what happened to my face recently. I mean, 30 to 40 wasn't that bad. I don't even really feel like my face changed all that much. But then this onslaught of like what happened to my face after 45, I can't even. It's like I woke up one morning and things had changed. And I looked in the mirror and there was a brown spot on my face. And I'm like, what on earth is that? And oh, crap, I think it's permanent. I can tell you it is. And then in recent months, I've noticed that my right eyelid is like a little bit droopy. Seriously. And I just kind of always look tired. So I wear this thick coat of brown eyeliner, hoping to perk my eyes up a little bit. And when I can, in all the pictures, I wear my sunglasses. Yep. And the smile lines around my eyes. I mean, I think it was appropriate to call them smile lines when that's what they look like. Cute smile lines. Well, now they are just deep, regular, old-fashioned crow's feet. And don't even get me started on my lips. I have never been a smoker, and yet I look like I was a smoker. So please warn your daughters the duck face comes back to bite you in your mid-40s. I can assure you, I know from experience. I don't recognize this face. I don't recognize this girl looking back at me. I can put on all the powder and the bronzer and the serums, but the truth is, no matter what, my outside no longer matches my inside. My mom was So very right. Okay, so the year I turned 40 was the year that my sister Maddie and I went to Cuba. And let me just preface this story by saying that the Cuban people have had a hard go of things, a hard life, and the sun there is really intense. But either way, this is a funny story. So everywhere we went, when people would ask how old it was, and I think the reason why they even ask is because my sister's 17 years younger. So it's kind of like, what's the relationship here? So anyways, when I would say 40, they would be like, what? And they would run inside and get their friends or their neighbors. And one time they even got like the chef out from the kitchen to be like, look at this girl. Can you believe she's 40? And I was in heaven. I'm like, oh, yeah, look at me looking all young. And my sister, I think, was annoyed. One, by just like the ridiculous hoopla of it all. But two, I think she wanted to be like, uh, seriously, you should see her in the backseat of the taxi putting serum on her forehead and eye cream on her eyes. She works for this, people. Well, fast forward to this year. We went to El Salvador. And when people would ask me how old I was, because for some reason, I guess in Latin America, people just ask you this. And when I respond, 46, they were like, see, see, like, yep, yep, you are 46. Nobody was like, hey, let me get my friends. Or like, no, I can't believe you were 46. I think they're like, yes, yes, you are 46. 
Oh my gosh. So, okay. This fall, I take this B class, which by the way, I loved. It was so great. But the class was all senior citizens and then me. Because this is in that period of me trying to figure out what the heck I'm going to do with my days. And so I was signing up for things left and right. Anyways, after the class is over, we're walking out. And this lady walks up to me with this huge smile on her face. And she enthusiastically says to me, oh, hey, did you say you live in Sun City too? Okay, people, Sun City is the retirement community here. Oh my God. Okay, imagine like the most mean girl, eye-slitting face, daggers to the eyes. That was my reaction to this woman. I was like, um, I still have kids in elementary school. Granted, I only have one kid in elementary school, but I mean, still. Ugh. And that same week, no joke that same week, the cashier at the grocery store was like, and do you get the senior discount? Do I get the senior discount? What? Uh, in 10 years? I mean, my God, I might look 45, but do I look 65? That was a rough week. And if you know my husband, you're going to appreciate this follow-up to that story. He screenshotted a picture of the sign of Sun City and sent it to me like, oh, saw this and thought of you. And oh, I could have been sad by that, but I just responded back, hashtag home sweet home. Because what are we going to do besides laugh? Am I right? Okay. It's funny because I really only feel this just horror about my face, about myself. It's not like I look at my friends or the women around me and think, oh my gosh, look at their face. I don't think that. It's just me. I saw an article several months ago that said at 45, women become invisible to men. And I was like, what? Because my friends, my high school friends, they look even better than they did in high school. Everyone's figured out what to do with their eyebrows and how to dress and what to do with their hair. I mean, my gosh, nobody has the big hair anymore. I mean, I think everyone looks even better. And the truth is I really could care less if I'm invisible to men at this age. My husband still somehow miraculously finds me sexy. But the truth is I have never cared about how I dress or how I look in relation to men and what men think. It has always been about how I feel about myself. And when I feel like I look good on the outside, I just feel a little bit better on the inside. I just walk a little bit taller. And I think that's why these past couple years have been a little bit rough in that regard because I don't feel that great on the outside. Today, we're just talking about my face. I mean, of course, as you know, you are also in midlife. The changes had to tell. Am I right? Ugh. Anyways, the invisible women's syndrome is in fact a real thing, sadly. You see it all over Hollywood if you really think about it. Women in midlife stop playing the sexy part and they start playing like the dowdy motherly types or they just disappear from the screen altogether. I haven't watched the new Sex and the City. I think it's called Just Like That. But I absolutely love that there's a show that features the original characters from Sex and the City who are now in their 50s. And it showcases them in their 50s. I love that. Women in midlife at the center of the story. But I heard that Jessica Parker got a ton of flack for how she looked. People were sending her like hate mail over how old she looked and that her hair was gray. 
And I loved her response when she was interviewed about it. She said, I am sitting with Andy Cohen and he has a full head of gray hair and he's exquisite. Why is it okay for him? I mean, I think we can all agree that men don't lose the limelight when they get older the way that women do. I mean, think about even when we were in our 20s, how we felt about Richard Gere. There's something sexy and mysterious about men as they get older. Did you know that last year, 2021, Paul Rudd was people's sexiest man alive? Paul Rudd was 51 last year in 2021. I mean, do you really think that anyone is going to call a woman at 51 the sexiest woman alive? No, not right now at least. But I really hope that narrative changes. I think that we can do that. I think we can change that narrative. And I think if that were different in this country, I think I wouldn't be so just horrified by the things happening to my falling face. I think it wouldn't be so hard to age gracefully. And also, can we just stop for a second and say, why is it when we look our best, or seemingly our best, and definitely our most fresh face, that it's when we don't even know we look good. We don't even know to appreciate it. And it doesn't matter. Seriously, we don't have the wisdom. So as soon as we get the depth and the wisdom and we're in the know, we start to lose that fresh face. And life is like, yes, let me give you some brown spots to put on your face and on your hands because you can't have both. Just ridiculous ridiculously unfair. So I don't know if you've noticed this, but the age of people getting Botox just keeps getting younger and younger. There's this whole like, you get it for preventative reasons, right? And I looked it up for today's episode and the average age that women are getting Botox right now is 35. Oh, I was like, shoot. I was 35 11 years ago and I haven't done Botox yet. And I say yet because I've been considering it. I even have like a spot picked out for when I finally do it. But the truth is I'm afraid to get Botox. I'm afraid I'm going to be like that one minuscule percentage of people who have like botulism and my face will be permanently disfigured. I don't know if you heard the recent story that's come out about Linda Evangelista. Do you remember her? She was a supermodel from the 90s. I mean, one of the most famous supermodels in the world. And now she's 56. And she went in to get cool sculpting. And cool sculpting, I'm sure you've seen the commercials, looks really safe and not invasive. But she had this like freak reaction to it. And she ended up with hard lumps of fat kind of all over her body. Oh gosh, holy. This is exactly why I'm afraid to get Botox. <laughs> Maybe someday. But in the meantime, it's all the coconut oil and shea and vitamin Cs that I am still applying in the backseat of taxis and on airplanes. I've even tried doing this thing called slugging. Have you heard of it, slugging? The irony is that I heard about it from a 22-year-old woman. And apparently, it's like a TikTok phenomena. You take Aquaphor and you put it all over your face and then you put a thick layer of Vaseline over it right before you go to bed. Okay, I am on the slugging bandwagon and I will report back because I'm just really hoping that like five years is going to melt off my face. What do you think? <laughs> uh, friends, I realize this episode is vain, embarrassingly vain, right? But I can't imagine I am the only one feeling a little bit angsty about what happens to our faces in midlife. 
Am I? Tell me I'm not alone here. And the other part of my mom's commentary that I didn't tell you, that I'm going to tell you now, was something like, now, Brie, you just really have to focus on what's on the inside. And if you know Melody, you can hear her voice saying that. It's so her. And I'm like, yeah, thanks, mom. I'm working on it. Thank you, friends, for being here today for this conversation, albeit a shallow one, but I am grateful for you, and I am grateful for you spreading the word about the Seizure Midlife Podcast. The more women that come to this conversation, the fuller it will be. I think you are exquisite. Have a beautiful day. (laughs) 